And we're live. Hey. We're Yo. back. We. We, took, we took a week off because someone's got some stories to tell. <laughs> True. Yeah. Hey, I was uh, I was in L.A. I went and attended the Game Awards in person. Um, he, he himself it, awarded the game. I wish. <laughs> True. What do you what do you want to know from someone who's attended the Game Awards? Why didn't you go up on stage? <laughs> they, they let anybody up there. Anyone, so. They, it's so easy to do, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk up. You just hang out with all the people from uh, from software. It's no big. Look, what? you were on my bingo card, and I would have won if you had gone up on stage. All right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it seems like they definitely seated us in kind of like minded uh, sections, like the journalists area, oh. were like all together, and all yeah. of the like celebs and whatever they were kind of all on the opposite side so sure. that's why you, you know you didn't see me because they kept pointing the camera over where that stage was the the like in crowd stage which is also where a lot of the celebs were seated you didn't sure. get to hang out with christopher judge is what you're saying no did not <clears throat> didn't we I mean, all get to hang out with christopher judge <laughs> i was about to say like time. i spent a lot of Dude, time <laughs> listening to christopher <laughs> judge. what like whatever i loved him in stargate sg1 so i'm happy to see him just kind of get to talk for like 20 minutes or whatever it was for, for an award i think he's that's got great. a good voice for it so he why does. not <laughs> that was pretty wild that it just kept going see he, he just wanted to help give out those free steam decks to people that's that was his yeah. plan absolutely it works for me another bingo thing i had was somebody gets played <laughs> off the stage so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after judge i feel like almost everyone got played off the stage yes. like they, they definitely had to like do some math and like all right everyone just lost 15 seconds of talking and yet they still had the segments where like all right we're gonna do 10 awards now because we have more world premieres to show you or whatever yeah it's right. just kind of weird to me that the game awards is so very little about the awards at all but i get it I mean, yeah, like, it, it you know, if it's if it's exactly if it's yeah. just awards, they can't put the show on. People aren't going to tune in. So it needs to be kind of three different things all r rolled up in one for any of them to kind of exist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's how it's been forever. Right. So. Um, the kid, though, let me tell you about what that was like being okay. there, because I understand it was a bit different <laughs> on stream. Um, sure. So, you know, everyone like standing ovation for from software they did it they got the game of the year congratulations and then after from software finished their speech they they cut the mic they do that for everyone they, they bring the mic yeah. down so that no like walking off noises or scuffling gets heard while they're trying to transition sure. so the kid came on and started talking and i guess on stream for you guys you could hear him yes yeah so we couldn't hear him Oh, and that's why okay. and that's why you see him kind of like look up like something was wrong is because he couldn't hear himself in the auditorium. And we're like, what's wait, hang on. Who is this? Like, we thought it was legit, sure. but, but they had already cut the mic. So they brought it back on and we just hear Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh wow! And then the, and then they start to leave the stage and the security comes up and kind of like grab him and, and usher him off. So we were all just like, what? What? The, what was that? what just and, happened and yeah. then for like the next hour we're like on our on twitter and like telling people like oh this is what the full thing was here's the full clip and then we're like we're talking about it and we're seeing exactly what he said because yeah that's from, hilarious from the crowd it was even more baffling because we didn't get most of the the statement or whatever 
That's hilarious. So, I'm not going to lie to you. When they went up on stage, I thought to myself, why do they have some white kid with them? But then I thought, oh, it's probably like <laughs> showing them around or something like they're not from here. But no, nope, he just snuck up with them. I didn't even notice the kid until near the end. I just saw him standing there and I was like, oh, maybe he's just like another translator or he's with the group. But then he right. came up and then yeah. I was like, what does this kid have to say? Like, what <laughs> is, is I guess this person's part of from software. But then again, we couldn't hear what he said. Right. So it was, yeah, yeah. it was so confusing. <laughs> Weird. Um, being at the Game Awards was cool. It was cool seeing a bunch of people seated right directly behind me. And this this is a shout out for the for the Canadians out there. Victor Lucas from Electronic Playground. Yeah. Nice. He I just someone was just chatting with people behind me. And then eventually I turn around and I see my friend chatting with him. And I was like, oh, hey, to my friend. And there's Victor Lucas. And I was like, holy shit, that's Victor Lucas. I've been hearing this entire time. And my friend comes <laughs> over and says hi to me. And I was like, you know, Victor Lucas. I like grew up watching that guy <laughs> and he's like, oh, I could introduce you. And I was like, uh, okay, sure. So I went over and I met Victor Lucas and introduced myself. And I was like, I grew up watching electric playground. This is great. Uh, the one time I got to meet him at like a, a video games live event once he seems super nice. Yeah, absolutely. Super nice. Yeah. He asked like, what, you know, what, what am I doing down here? You know, since I said I was from Calgary and stuff. Yeah. Very nice guy for sure. <clears throat> Yeah, it was cool. It was cool seeing kind of how the sausage was made, where they like transition over. You see people like setting up and getting ready to go, and and Keeley with his crew, and where they like direct everyone and the the stands. It was it was cool being there for sure. Yeah, nice. How how was it seeing segments like where they have like the Muppets and stuff like that set up? Like how are those weird segments? So yeah, he was on. I guess that's the first time I've kind of seen how the sausage is made with the Muppets. Turns oh, out sure, there's a yeah. person under there. What? Yeah. <laughs> Immersion yeah. ruined. Yeah, just um Yeah, just the guys underneath there and he's got animal up and he's just whack being wacky. Like it's it's pretty much exactly what you'd expect and Jeff Keeley's talking to Animal and Animal's yelling about Melina. Yep. Um as his favorite, so Yeah. It was cool. Hope hopefully I'll get to nice. go again yeah um but we got plenty to talk about because it's been two weeks and so much news has happened we've been playing a lot of games so let's get right into the show now top down perspective for december 15th i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck john wheeler you uh, want to get this housekeeping on the way on i was, the top? I was yeah <laughs> i was definitely about to skip over that <laughs> um if people haven't listened to our shovel knight dig episode of tdp plus Definitely go do that because it is live. Um, in a couple of weeks, we will be doing an episode all about Sonic Frontiers, which is the next TDP Plus game. Uh, not next week, but the following week is our Game of the Year episode. Uh, you ha you have until the 20th to submit your votes into our community poll. So if yeah. you haven't set up the survey and gone through that, go do that so that uh, we can tally all the votes before then. Again, that's December 20th is your date. December 29th is our Game of the Year episode. Uh, patrons, you have a specific Patreon poll that you can vote on that will also get incorporated into that event. Uh, so stay yep. tuned for that. Lots but, of, also, a TVP will be up sometime around the next couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, Paul well. and I will have a Christmas TVP. I believe we're recording this weekend um, mm -hmm. about Avatar 2. It's not true, but yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the ultimate Christmas movie, Avatar 2. Yeah. Um, 
No, and then early January, Paul and I will have our movies and TV shows of the year episode. So if you want to hear what our favorite and least favorite movies, along with the TV shows you've been watching, that'll be coming yes. early January. So some some TVP back to back almost. Lots to yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. Yes, for sure. We'll be busy talking into microphones. I want to ask you guys though before we get into what we're playing. What's your Christmas plans? It's like it is weirdly close to Christmas. Weirdly, yeah, ten days. Ten days. Well, from like, I mean, I don't know if John feels this, but it's like I have like a week left of work. I have a week. I have two weeks of work. In fact, I don't stop work till like Christmas Eve. Maybe that's what I'm saying. So for me, it's like it came up really quick. Like I'm I'm like done in like five days almost. My industry doesn't shut down. So Christmas means nothing. Mine only shuts down because I just don't want to fucking stream on Christmas Day. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah. I actually don't work Christmas this year anyway because it's on my days off. So I'm probably just going to go visit parents. My mom flew up here today. She's currently at uh, my sister's place. My dad will be there in a day or two as well. He had some stuff to handle back home. Nice. And uh, then I'll just see them over Christmas break and my sister, brother-in-law, and my nephews. Cool. And and then I leave for MAGFest in the first week of January. Oh, right on. Yep. Nice. Is this the first time back or did you go this year? Uh, this will be my first convention period since the pandemic. All right. Paul, and you'll be going up to Edmonton again? Yeah, probably just for the weekend. Back to work on Boxing Day. <clears throat> nice. My mom was visiting. I just dropped her off at the airport yesterday. My dad comes down next Wednesday, and then he's here for Christmas. Nice. Okay, let's talk about what we've been playing. We got two weeks of it. Uh, John, you got a bit of a shorter list. Let's let's talk about some Midnight Suns. All yes. right, I finally played Midnight Suns. I played it on stream a couple weeks ago when it came out. That game is better than I expected it to be. Okay, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't expecting expect? much out of it because I not much personally because yeah. it just seemed like it kind of got shuffled around and felt like it just kind of got released out of nowhere. So I was worried it wasn't going to be very good. But the bit I played, I actually really enjoyed. The okay. tactic system is interesting. It's you basically get a it's a card card based combat. You get a hand dealt to you and those are your moves and they dictate like, OK, this is clearly like Captain Marvel. This is Iron Man. This is Doctor Strange. This is Spider-Man, etc. You have so many movement points that you use. or so many attack points. You get like one free move as well. But otherwise, like if you need one character to go run over and hit someone, they'll just go and do it. It's mostly mm. simplified, but there's like things you can do for free actions like position yourself over here and then you can kick this couch into like X amount of enemies like simple enemies will die from one hit. Stronger enemies will have like a health meter. Your cards will have damage indicators and like target indicators, but and they'll just have like AOE icons and like stuff like that that you can work on. Um, you can build up. I forget what they call them, prestige moves or heroic points or something like that, which will let you use like more powerful moves that will target everyone and stuff like that. Um, you eventually also make your own character. There's like a, an avatar character you make called the hunter. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the actual name of them, right? Like there's a joke the, about that. The hunter. Yeah. Is yeah. the name. And they're the, the son or daughter of the main villain. So they're the only one who was took, took them down the path. So they get revived. And, uh, it, it starts off weird. Cause like your first, your first group is like, Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. And then you go talk to like the original like um, 
what's his name? Ghost Rider, who just like basically tells you to fuck off and leaves. And then you do the tutorial and then you go to Dr. Strange's house and then Captain Marvel shows up and then you do another tutorial about like changing characters and like controls and stuff like that, dealing with bigger groups. But like they'll give you like waves, waves of enemies and then you just kind of deal with them. And like if once you run out of turns, like more enemies come in unless you're at the end of the battle, Um, there'll be bosses you have to deal with later on. Where I got to was there's an overworld you can run around in now. Uh, I've yeah. to call it like the sanctum or the something like that. Yeah. Um, you can find keys on missions to unlock chests for new moves. You can talk to other heroes and like build up friendship with them. So they give you like extra perks and like benefits and stuff like that. Right. You can eventually add in more moves and stuff like that. But like uh, it was weird because like, especially going from XCOM to this, because this had so much more dialogue than I'm used to for like a Firaxis style game. I didn't know there was actual gameplay because I watched 20 minutes of a streamer like the night before that they did a sponsor thing for this. And I wanted yeah. to see what it was like. It was literally all just visual novel them talking to people. The, I'm like, what the, the intro, fuck is this? The intro is very cutscene heavy. And then it like, was insane. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I think it's more it's definitely more cutscene than game. But the gameplay was actually pretty solid. So I actually like. OK, it. yeah, cool. So I do recommend it if you like tactics games. Nice. Uh. Played more of the Night Witch. That's the okay. game I talked about, the uh, the Bullet Hell Metroidvania. Uh, yep. oh, I definitely... actually played this now. Oh, hey, nice. Nice. Uh, it's actually pretty good. I like it a lot. Uh, you get I'm farther in, so I've got some more levels, got some more moves, and it definitely like opens up when you get all these different spell cards. I've got one that like every kill gets you more magic back, so now I can just kind of pump out spells faster and faster. And uh, like you, when you level up, you get upgrades for like, your actual attack, or you can pick upgrades for your health, your magic, etc. So... Still enjoying yeah. that. My my problem with it is the magic attacks hmm. because they shuffle through. Yeah. And I feel like I would be a, like I would do better. I would be less frustrated if I could always know like, OK, why I have set to a shield ability B I have set to my like Gatling gun ability because hmm. since it shuffles through I and I don't want to put like take the time to like look like what's still there what's yeah. available how much do i have because i'm i'm dodging bullets so i kind no, of just I, like hope yeah. something good is there but i feel like i, I would be I a agree with you fighter. to a point i agree with you to a point i i got used to it after a while but i definitely was like man i really just wish like y was always like my turn on yeah. machine gun or like x was like mm. my three homing shots but eventually like because you'll you're only your deck is only six slots so right. and your hand is three so basically you use three spells, you've just got the other half of your deck and then it reshuffles back in. But so you eventually get used to it or you can just keep putting in the same card when you get duplicates of the cards. So then you're just like, okay, well then I know I can make all my cards like this exact same move. So I always have this. But uh, yeah, no, eventually I just got to a point where I was like, okay, cool. I'll just like quick glance. Like I, like I would recognize the color. I'm like, okay, that's that spell. So I don't really need to glance that hard. It's just a, you get used to it kind of deal. Okay. But I, I do kind of agree with Sean that I think that would be a positive improvement is if you could just kind of lock some of those moves in. Yeah. But you do get some really interesting spells later on. You can make some wild combinations. Cool. I was going to ask you real quick just because Bullet Hell. Have you ever played the Akai Katana uh, game? Games, I guess. They released uh, it back on Xbox a long time ago. I think I played one of them. Okay, because they've just released it recently on Steam, and I was wondering if the, it was any good, if I should uh, check me, that out. Let me make sure I'm thinking of the right game, because I can see the box art for the Xbox in my head. I want to make sure that's the one. 
Like it's cave, so it's probably good, but I don't uh, know. If, if it's, it's cave, oh yeah, it's the okay. That's the one I was thinking of that box art. Yeah, no, you'll enjoy that. I mean, it's a bullet hell. Like it looks death smiles ish. Yeah, it's horizontal, I mean, it, it, so it, it, it's a good. Like basically, if it's a cave game, like you're you're. It's probably gonna, fine. You're gonna get what you want. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else did I play? Uh, bots are stupid. I literally just got off stream playing this. I had a sponsored segment today for it. Oh, okay. Uh, Yogg's Cast Games put this out. This is a uh, brutal platforming game, like a Super Meat Boy style game, but you are actually programming robots to do all the platforming for you. So on the side of your screen is like a list of commands, like, okay, move right, wait 0.25 seconds, shoot grappling hook, jump, stuff like this. So you have to basically program uh, a bot to do all the work to get through the stage. There's cool momentum physics with it, with like little boost pads and and like the grappling hook. You can do some interesting maneuvers from stuff like that. Uh, there's also Twitch integration, so my chat actually got to try to solve some of the stages, which was interesting. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, if you like, I guess if you like programming or kind of like nitty gritty, <laughs> like tweak, it, there's no other way to describe it because you're you're yeah. literally programming it. They give you pop-ups so you don't have to like keep typing everything in. It's just like, okay, you don't know what the command is, just like click this, it'll tell you the syntax. It's like, okay, type in like wait 0.5 or something like that, and that'll wait 0.5 seconds or just stuff like that. They'll They'll guide you in, but it's a little a little off like they'll tell you like hey use this move and then it won't be in the drop down list till the next stage for some reason so you have oh. to it, there's like uh, the tutorial needs some tweaking but like mm-hmm. the game itself seemed perfectly fine like if you liked like minute like if you like nitty gritty like okay I need to like how do I do this no this isn't working let's reduce this by one reduce this by one reduce this by one to like get like kind every minute wow. move like it's very trial and error but like it's weirdly satisfying if that's what you're into and you're not actually doing any of the platforming you're just no inputting commands you're just inputting commands yeah okay there is also a level editor so you can make the stage to make right. other people go through that but like yeah the main game is basically just program a bot to do all the work it was neat nice cool uh and then i played a classic arcade game which got ported to the switch which was elevator action returns s tribute this is a this was the japanese sega saturn exclusive port of elevator action returns which had never been Mm re-released so um elevator action is a game where like you run around you go into like apartment buildings and stuff like that and you find like hidden documents and then just kind of get out of a stage while getting shot at you, the elevator action parts because you have to take all these elevators to go between all these weird floors. Uh, Returns is like just much more action heavy version of it where like you've you've got like bosses running around, like you've got just like all these like heavy enemies, explosions everywhere. Um, like the final stage is on like a time limit and you need to uh, get rid of a nuke before it fires off and blows up the world, stuff like that. Uh, actually, really cool to play, like surprisingly fun. Good port. Cool. So, Works okay. Good port. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't a, like, remake or anything, then. It is a port of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's a port of the Saturn version, yeah. So if you played that one, Neat. then it, this is literally that. I have not, but... <laughs> there you go. And it I've also even good has the original it. game, too, the original elevator action in there, if you want to play the original, original arcade game. Cool. That's all I played, basically. All right, Sean, what do you got? Oh, me? Okay, I can go. Um, I have been... I've been playing a game called Sword Ship. This is... Okay a self-titled dodge em up where you are. (laughs) So the, the narrative is there. It's kind of an apocalyptic scenario where there's water ever sort of everywhere. 
and everyone lives underwater now and there are like supply shipments that get dropped above on the water and then you and your ship have to go get them and like deliver them underneath to the society <clears throat> mm-hmm. but the way you do that is kind of think of it like it it almost looks like a bullet hell in which like there's a track that everything is kind of moving down the track and you can move your ship through it but what'll happen is there will be like mines there will be gunners that will be shooting at you and they'll very obviously telegraph what they're about to do and you need to get out of way of the uh of the explosion or the shot and more specifically you don't have any kind of weapon so you need right. to use their shots to shoot the other guns. So okay. for example, like there will be like a flying one that like drops mines on you and it targets you and it says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot here. And then you need to dodge out of the way. But if you go right beside a gun and it says, I'm going to shoot right here. And then you dodge out of the way, the explosion from that shot hitting the water will destroy or damage the gun that you were right beside. Right. So okay. there's an element get of getting, but it's, it's hard because you're moving pretty fast. It's kind of a pretty like fluidy wobbly movement. So you gotta be careful that you're not like running into stuff. So mm-hmm. there's an element of like, I need to get close to this, but not too close that I'm going to touch it. And then I need to make sure that I'm dodging at the right moment, or you could play it safe and just not go near anyone. But the area is going to start to fill with uh, weapons and whatnot. So it's going to get pretty hard to do what you need to do with, because the main goal is the supply ships will come down and there'll be a little thing saying, Hey, th- get on this track here. There's a, a supply ship coming. You need to get there. You need to sit there. You need to pick it up. And then you need to go to a specific landing dock that will also move along the track. You need to sit there for like three seconds before it'll drop it underwater. Hmm. And if wow. you do that, like okay. four times or whatever the level is, I think it ranges from like three to, I think it ranges from two to five ish you'll finish the stage. Um, and it's run based. There's like three worlds, I think. And then a final boss, which I have not beaten yet. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I think it's like three to four stages per world. Each time you finish a, a world, every shipment or container that you sent below, you then get a bit of a risk reward. Do you want to stash the container for points and just make it like a score run you're doing to, to see the best score you can get? Or do you want to keep the container for yourself? If you keep it for yourself, you can then choose to open the container and get a power-up, okay. uh, which can be stuff like you deliver the containers faster, or you can dive underwater for longer, or stuff like that. One that's super useful is, because all a lot of the enemies that come from underwater, is if you put your mach- your ship on top of it, you'll block them from spawning. So that's a pretty useful one. Oh, Wow. Or you can choose to not get a power up and you can just cash them all in for extra lives because again, it is one hit. You're dead in this game. Gotcha. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. Super arcadey. If that seems up your alley, uh, it's called sword ship. And I believe it came out uh, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, maybe. End days by the looks of it. The fifth. This one up now. Yeah. It's It's cool. It's kind of, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing Wavetail. I'll just keep talking about all the water games. So it's a post-apocalyptic scenario where everything has been flooded. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't okay. even put those together until I was talking about Swordship <laughs> earlier. Uh, Wavetail is a game that came out on Stadia a while back, and now it's free. Free for okay. everyone to play. <laughs> um, it's not actually free. You do have to pay money for it, but it's free out of Stadia is, is what yeah, I, yeah, I, I, should, got you. I should clarify there. <laughs> uh, this is a pretty mediocre 3D platformer. 
Sure. It's like okay. in terms of the platforming and everything, it's like a five out of ten. The you get a double jump right off the bat. That's fantastic. Okay. Not only do you get a double jump, you get a double jump and you can glide and the glide moves nice and fast. So you can like really cover some distance. That's great, too. The combat is is tedious. There is there is nothing to this combat. You just hit the X button over and over again and everything dies. There's no dodge. There's no heavy attack. There's no need to even dodge because your life regenerates just immediately like it's so i it, i don't even know how to die basically unless you were trying to to the point where i started running past enemies because there was no point fighting them like i'm literally about to like jump up this building you're not going to be able to get to me because none of you guys can shoot so i'm, I'm just going to stop engaging with all of the combat in this game which is also mm -hmm. annoying because the camera likes to focus on the enemies so here I am oh. just like running away while the camera's like turning around being like, hey, there's a guy back there. Don't you want to fight that little dude? <laughs> to which, no, I don't ever want to fight this little dude again. Um, with that said, though, the traversal ga gameplay is where this game shines. It is all about surfing on the water from like landmass to landmass. And that combined with the double jump, you get like a super jump if you hold down A when you're in the water, holding right trigger gives you a boost in the water it feels so good to just surf around and that's really cool so it is this interesting little game where it's like it's kind of mid the whole way through but there's one element of it that they just like nailed really well that feels nice and then unfortunately mm -hmm. the world is a little barren there's not a ton to do so sometimes you're just like all right i'm guess i'm gonna hold forward and right trigger for literally five minutes before i get to the next place that's because there's brutal. there's no fast travel so it is such yeah. an interesting idea of like if they made a wave tail too which i'm not even sure i want a wave tail too because there are so many things against it but it's like they have such a like diamond in the rough here but it's like it is deep it is deep in the dirt they'd have to like really dig but it could be something very cool because you could see how fun it could be because when you do the traversal mechanics when you're doing the double jumping and, and you're going down these like slides that just launch you. One of the ways they'll get you to try and traverse the water faster is there's these, just these launch pads and you can like connect them from one to one. And that's pretty fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like so torn on this game. It is it, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if I recommend it. So but. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's Wavetail. A game I do recommend, which I'm very excited to talk about, is Melatonin. Oh, thank God you said that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People will know why in a mo in a bit. <laughs> Melatonin is Rhythm Heaven. Yes. Oh, yes. This game. I was actually... Full stop. This to the point where each world, the last stage on the world, is a combination song of all the levels That's earlier in this. It is... It is just Rhythm Heaven. They just did Rhythm Heaven exactly as is. And and the art style is so like nice and delightful. Like I can't recommend it enough. Look up a trailer for Melatonin. All the music is like kind of like chill lo-fi beats to like study to. Um yeah. they're the music's great. The art style looks so nice. The stuff you're doing in the things are crazy. Like you're dreaming about food. So it's like burgers with eyeballs are just launching into your mouth and you need to hit a in time with the music to like eat the burger. And then they'll do the cool thing of like, all right, now we're going to put just a cloud in front of everything. And you need to make sure you are listening and you know when to like 
hold down a and release a like it is it is they just made another rhythm heaven like it is almost they they just stole rhythm heaven and made a new one of those and that's what i needed yeah i'm happy to hear this this was on the wholesome direct like a yep. few months back and i remember being like oh that's really cute i know i'm gonna forget about that so i'm glad you brought it up actually i uh i saw it uh, a demo station of it at uh the day of the devs a couple months back and i didn't get a chance to play it and then uh, an a code came into my email and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll give it a try now. And I did not know what I was getting into. And I was immediately just like utterly delightful, delighted works fantastic on steam deck, which nice. that, that was so <laughs> great to see. Like it is melatonin is extremely cool. It's 15 bucks. There's five worlds. I, the, I keep getting told in the email, you could probably finish it in about two to three hours. Um, <clears throat> And just for the savvy shopper out there, if you redeem the current free game on Epic, which is one of the like holiday games, you get a 25% off code for games $15 and up. It's on Epic okay. for $15. So maybe if you want to get melatonin for a bit cheaper. It's also 10% off on Steam right now. Or if you would like to spend more money than you have to, you could buy it on Steam. Yes. But you have absolutely. to buy another game, you said, to get that coupon. No, no, right? it's free. Oh, the coupon's free. Never mind. If you if you if you're okay with clicking a few buttons, they will give you a twenty percent off code. <laughs> Never mind, um, I misheard you. It is also announced for uh, Switch. They don't have a release date, but they said it's coming very very soon. So if Switch okay. is your platform of choice, maybe hold off because it's coming pretty soon here. Melatonin is very cool. I can't recommend melatonin enough. Nice. Um. And since we're talking about games with great audio, Paul, talk to me about High on Life. Oh, my God, dude. High on Life is... Oh, God. Okay. Listen. I can handle the... (laughs) I can handle... Sit down, The writing's terrible, but I can handle it. Like, some of it gets some laughs out of me. That... They don't stop talking. They... There is an option to turn down the amount of chatter... Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I turned that all the way down to off <laughs> and they still will not shut up ever. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> okay, so let's do a quick bit of backstory for those who don't know. High on Life yes. is by Squanch Games, which is it's which is Justin a real, Roiland's company or whatever. But it's also yeah. a great name for a studio. Like sure. who doesn't okay. enjoy saying the word squanch? Me, because then really? I have to talk about high on life. Squanch. Squanch <laughs> <laughs> did the Rick and Morty VR game. They did Trover Saves the Universe. Yeah. So, yes, it's Justin Roiland's thing. Um, there are other comedians in here. I haven't gotten to any of them yet. I've only beaten the first boss. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I did another one directly after, which was way long that first boss is very obviously the tutorial boss because it's very short to get to that boss that boss is pretty easy the next boss i did took like maybe an hour to get to alone and like that's everything up to that other first boss including the actual prologue and cutscenes and stuff were about the same amount of time so So it definitely got longer maybe like me you're looking forward to the tim robinson weapon because I'm a fan of Tim Robinson. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind the weapons talking to you. It's really just that Justin Roiland can do two voices. And the more annoying one 
is the one that is always talking to you forever without stop ever. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it is definitely like it's Morty and he's doing the Morty thing. And they're also doing the joke of the bit is we're just going to keep talking. Yeah, that's the joke. So that's the thing is that it's not like, oh, it's just like annoying right here or whatever. The bit is that it doesn't stop. So it's really annoying. It's definitely you're going to live and die by the dialogue. because, And I say that because even if in a hypothetical scenario, you could turn all the talking off. I don't think this is a very good shooter. So I don't know. The shooting would, is terrible. I don't think you would want to do that. If you're in a position where you're like, I need to turn it off and just focus on the shooting. You're playing a pretty poor game. Go do something else with your time. You deserve it. <laughs> so. Yes, the shooting when I stopped got a little bit better because the gun I had unlocked or whatever, the new one, has like a charge shot and it has a rapid fire that you can kind of like, it's almost like the needler from Halo. You can pelt a bunch of enemies with like a crystal sort of thing and then use a charge shot to like what, what explode is, what's all What's the alt fire called? It's the something hole. It comes out of their something hole. It's like, no, well, it's, it's trick different hole. for each one. No, but don't they each yes. have a trick hole? Well, I don't know if they're all called a trickle, do, but definitely the like main gun choice. does. I do not like that name choice if it's trickle. It's, it's and, and the first oh, they gun, it's definitely it. trickle. Yeah, because they lean into it saying some really bad things. I'm not going to repeat here about playing with the trickle or whatever. And yeah, that, that sounds like Justin Roy's so, humor. Yeah. So that humor is kind of funny in some regards. It's just that it doesn't stop and it's punctuated by more annoying, random okay, so, <laughs> bullshit in between. Okay, you have to be honest. Has this game made you laugh? It has. Okay. Specifically with, <laughs> there's a kid that's bugging you, asking you to kill him. Okay, I was actually going to say this exact thing. <laughs> and I, So, I mean, I guess, spoiler or not, I didn't kill him. You oh, can, I killed apparently. Him. Yeah. And I went up to his mom and she's like, thank you for not killing him. He's really annoying. You probably could just kill him if you wanted to or whatever. Okay, and I was so, like, OK, this is pretty funny. So if you kill him, you go up to the mom and your mom's like, oh, man, are you the one that killed my son? And then the gun's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, nah, it's OK. I kept telling him you got to stop just jumping out at every single traveler and like calling them a dipshit. They're going to kill you one of these days. Yeah, she's like it's he deserved it. Like I kept he was he was 30 years old. <laughs> OK, that's hilarious, actually. Yeah, no, and that whole like, part was actually pretty good. Yeah, I also liked it when you do kill him. The gun's like, oh, man, there goes our E for everyone rating. <laughs> so that that was the yeah. one time that got me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that. If I didn't have so many other games that I want to get to and finish, I might like keep playing it to like see how bad it gets. But I don't think I'm going to currently because I have too many things on my plate. Okay, but it's so on Game Pass at it? least. So I will also say this game joins the collection of games that have full movies in them. It does. Yeah, it has four different movies in them, starting with Tammy and the T-Rex, which rest yeah. in peace, stars Paul Walker. And I have seen that movie and that movie is ridiculous. And I understand for one of the movies that even the in-game like comedian voices recorded an entire commentary for it. So you can just watch the movie with their commentary if you want in the game. And I always appreciate when games put a whole movie in them. 
Sure, yeah. Because what a weird thing to do. Yeah, what a weird game. A weird game. But yeah, that's high on life. It's on Game Pass. I'm probably going to still play some more of it to see. It can't be that long. There's kind of, They kind of do the thing where they're like, here's a checklist of dudes you're going to have to kill to get to the final boss. And there's like eight. So it's. I'm going to assume it's probably eight to ten hours. Helen Beat says main story eight, main an extra ten and a half. Completionist is currently 15. Yeah, okay, sure. They, they have like some hidden chests here and there as well. So I could see yeah. if you wanted to get everything, it was probably going to be a bit more. But the main thing seemed pretty short. I don't know. We'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. That's all I've been playing. All right. Uh, I've been trying to catch up with a bunch of stuff. I've been playing more Dark Tide. That game's still good. I don't know. Not much more to say about that. The Callisto Protocol came out, and I played through that. Right. We haven't talked about this on the show. No, because yeah. I played it, I think, immediately after the last time we recorded Holy shit, what a game that is. Um, it's so, so good? It is okay. It's so, like, it's so unassumingly bland and mediocre that the fact that people were getting super upset about it is kind of funny to me. I get why they are, because it's a full price game, and the way it runs is absolute garbage. Uh, the fact that, like, people had the, like, $5,000 plus computers and they couldn't run it without it stuttering because of how poorly it was optimized is like just super unacceptable and hilarious and even more hilarious that the director for that game went on Twitter and said oh yeah it's running bad because there was a clerical error and we patched the wrong file or something which like pissed people off even more that that was just a whole thing um the end of the day they do some darks or dead space like dark fantasy type uh, sci-fi stuff pretty okay uh corridor shooter stuff and the combat system which is the other polarizing thing is interesting but also kind of boring i've heard so many uh, weird things about the combat system it, so the combat is very like, punch like out ish if you can yeah, believe it boxing yeah it's very punch out ish what happens is when you start, when an enemy is attacking you, you get kind of locked in a one-on-one -on -one with them. Like the camera kind of pulls in a little bit and like you're squaring up with them. The camera is definitely just focusing on them the whole time. And if you are holding left or right, you will automatically dodge their attack. You don't have to time it, which makes it a slug and kind of boring. But you have to go back and forth, right? Yes, but that it's very rare. So what happens usually is you dodge the first one and then you combo them and then shoot them in the head because that's also part of your combo. You can do like a left right sort of thing with your melee. And then there is a mechanic where a crosshair will go up on them when they're like kind of stunned for a moment. You push the like trigger button and you will automatically shoot them. And that's kind of what you're going to do for the next like 10 hours. That's the combat. So it's kind of neat in some regards, but it is so bland, boring, and brain dead that it becomes just tedious by the end. And uh, some bosses and whatever, like the final boss, you don't do that with at all. So this, which I find kind of funny, 
where they trained you to do this one mechanic, the one thing they do, and then the final boss is very much almost like a dead space boss where you have to like use environmental stuff to throw at him and like your kinesis thing and whatever. So yeah, I don't know that combat I thought was kind of funny and interesting. And then I had to do it over and over again. Uh, and then when you get further and further in more and more enemies are kind of gr grouping up on you. The other ones don't stop even if you are in a one-on-one, -on -one, so you get into the situation of, like, three dudes are running at you, you better be, like, shooting one or two of them to make sure that they don't break out or get into the one-on-one -on -one you're going to be stuck in with another dude because they will just attack you and the camera will not focus on them, so you will just be getting hit from off camera over and over again. And, like, yeah, it's just clunky and kind of inexcusable in a lot of ways and how it's made. Like, Definitely, it feels like they rushed it. I was kind of surprised how low the scores were because it was very hyped up. People were really excited for it. Also, they do the Asura's Wrath thing where the way it ends isn't an ending and there is more story coming in a DLC, which will surely uh, be the actual ending. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> also... You can play through that game on any difficulty, and then in the last <laughs> part, you can run down a corridor, change the difficulty to the highest, and get the achievement for being the game on the highest difficulty. <laughs> yeah, I, I showed you that, and then I saw that you tried it after you did it, and it still worked. It's, yeah, it still worked. I reinstalled the game to try it because I forgot about it when I played through it. <laughs> Apparently, the PlayStation 5 version is the only good one. Or stable, yeah. I should say. Yeah, they did push a patch a couple days after it came out on PC, and it ran better, like way better. <clears throat> so it wasn't fully there, but I have also heard that the PS5 one is the one that they put the most time into, uh, mainly because I heard that Sony paid to help them with development, so they yeah. had their team help optimize it, which that makes sense why that version's better, because Sony yep. made it made better for their thing. Which is fine. Like, I have nothing against that. I just kind of wish that they had put some thought into the other versions, but whatever. No big deal. Well, I mean, I'm sure they put some, just not enough. Yeah. Well, apparently it was a clerical error because, I don't know, some, the wrong email went out or something and they patched. The, yeah, I don't know what that guy was saying. It's such a weird excuse, but okay. Yeah. Um, New World of Warcraft expansion came out. That thing was made for people with lives. I already got to the top level in, in <laughs> about three to four hours. It was three podcast episodes uh, to level up all the way through it. And I got a bunch of gear from just doing some PvP. So that's cool. <laughs> I like that. Like I was able to play that game. And I'm at a part point now where I can jump in if they add more stuff that I'm interested in. But right now, like I did the thing and I'm done with that for now. And that thing's cool. New area, uh, new skill, dragon riding, which is why it goes so fast. And it's kind of a fun way to do flying around. Yeah, that game's fine. Ragnarok needs to end. And I don't think there is an end to that game. <laughs> because it just, after about like 30 hours, I opened up a new area. And I'm just like, there 
this area is so big <laughs> and I picked up like eight more quests or side favors. I'm like, oh my God, I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> One, this last weekend, um, I was home alone. So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to put like 10 hours into this game and see if we can see credits. Not only did I not see credits, but I opened up a new map that I had never seen before and <laughs> had a bunch of things fill my quest log. Uh, I'm kind of having a little bit of a crisis with that game in that I'm just finding it now that like it's just not as impressive to me as 2018 was uh, story wise. And that's mainly because I hate every time we go to Atreus's story. I don't care about him at all or what he's doing. And they do it quite a bit. So okay. that's kind I, of a bummer. I don't think I fully agree with that. I, I like some of the stuff going on with Atreus. I'm not as deep into it as you are. So, you know, that could that could change. Um, but like, I enjoyed all the stuff with, um, what was the girl who like tells him his prophecy and stuff? Forget her. Oh, that was like where it started to go downhill for me. Like that part is good. And then it's just like, okay, I don't fucking care about like little shitty kids story in Neverland now. Like I need to just get on with, I think my problem is with a game called Ragnarok and how they built up what this game was going to be. It was never going to live up to what I wanted because, right, it's still like Ragnarok hasn't happened. This is kind of the build up to it so far that I'm still in and it's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not going to call it God of War almost Ragnarok. That doesn't, that, doesn't, know. That, doesn't, that doesn't sell as <laughs> It sounds really copies. bad. Yeah. But that's exactly what it is so far. <laughs> um, the thing about that game, though, is that Odin is great. I love just sleazy car salesman shitty Odin. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, every time Odin's on screen, I like that. Thor is hey, great, too. That just gave me this weird hypothetical of, like, what if you just swapped Odin with the boat salesman guy from Monkey Island? Oh, my God. Stan. It would be, it would be comparable <laughs> in the sub scenes. It would be comparable. And yes, Angra Boda is great. It, it's just after that. I, obviously, I can't talk about it without story stuff. Uh, I just want that game to kind of be done now because I feel like I'm done with it. Also, the end game stuff aren't, isn't as good as Valkyries. Valkyries were great. And I don't think their version of Valkyries in this game are good. Uh, Vampire Survivors came out on mobile. I played a little bit yeah. of that, uh, and by a little bit, I mean probably, I don't know, four or five hours here and wow. there. Wow. So not a whole lot for Vampire Survivors, like, timelines, but uh, probably more than it deserves because it feels slow to me in a way that the actual game doesn't, which makes sense because... Is it maybe just because you got used to playing on, like, hyper mode? Yes, that's exactly what it is, and I just okay. don't want to unlock a bunch of shit again. That's, that's my thing is, like, I have Vampire Survivors on like three different platforms and it's like, yeah. I, I, I cross progression or I'm just going to stick with this one. Like I love that yep. it's on mobile, but I can't go back to the beginning. Like, yep. I need, I need For my sure. dudes. So, uh, and just, I guess to piggyback just right before this. And while we were kind of starting up, I've been playing the DLC. That DLC is just more of that game and it feels good. Of course. Nothing, nothing new to report there, obviously. Uh, I started Modern Warfare 2's campaign, and it is a bombastic action shooter, and that's fine. Uh, it's 
so different from the other things on my list that I've been playing that it's kind of nice. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like just, high on life. Yeah, yeah it's kind of <laughs> like high on life. You know what's crazy? To th- <laughs> I, I heard the statistic this week that Modern Warfare 2 sold more copies than Elden Ring. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that makes Probably. sense to me. Which sounds yeah. crazy to me because Elden Ring was so massive. And, and Elden Ring had the on, whole year. Had the whole year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Had the whole year. Call of Duty was on like a, you know, like a downswing for the last yeah. couple. And then out of nowhere just surpasses it. That's that's wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to is maybe trying out that raid. I want to see what that's all about. The three man raid sure. that came out. Okay. I think yesterday. That does sound cool. Uh, Talked about high in life. Um, the big thing this week has been Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, uh, which is the remaster whatever port of Crisis Core on everything. I never played the original Crisis Core because I didn't have a PSP, even though I know the story of what happens oh, you, in it. You never had a PSP? I never had a PSP. No. What about a PSP Go? No. Okay. <laughs> so uh it's been cool playing that especially because people always said that like crisis core was cool except the uh combat was a little janky and this combat system like is flowing really nicely so that i feel like i'm playing the good version of it for my first time through uh i hope some of the story stuff changes because i know what happens to the characters which is making some of it like a bummer because I really like Angeal, and that's all I'll say <laughs> right now. <laughs> I did but, play the uh, PSP one. I don't remember a thing about that game, so I am looking forward to playing the reunion. I'm curious if it's going to tie into how they're changing things with Final Fantasy too. 7 remaster because you yeah. would think they, based on the end of 7, that, that some stuff has to change, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, that it, they I probably mean, it is, are. It is a prequel, so maybe it could stay completely the same and the changes are happening afterward. That could happen. I don't even know. Sure. But, um, did you play the um, Intergrade, the the no. the DLC? Okay. No, I don't have a PS5, and I would have to buy it on PC and redo a bunch oh, of stuff. Okay, I, I didn't realize that was just PS5. All right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I guess, like... The thing I like about it, that why it's hitting me just right, is that Zach is so dreamy. (laughs) Zach is very dreamy. That's definitely it. Yeah. Uh, It is still like a mobile game where there's a bunch of missions that are cut up into little parts where you go into an area, you do a thing, and then that's that. And you can save in between a lot or whatever, which is perfect for when I come home from work. And I'm like, I have like two hours maximum that I can do some gaming. Do I want to jump into God of War, do absolutely no progress, and then feel like I've, I'm a failure? Or do I want to jump in Crisis Core <laughs> and do like 10 missions and be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Crisis Core has been great. I really am liking it quite a bit. So I'm looking forward to playing through more of that. You both have played it, I guess. I've played a little bit on stream, but I haven't played the remake. I've never beaten okay. the full game. But I know what happens in it. I feel like everyone. I knows don't that. know yeah. what happens in it. I I de- I know I put a handful of hours into it, but I don't remember a single thing that happens. So I definitely do want to play it, especially as someone who's like all caught up on remaster. Uh, but I'm looking at the like 
the calendar and I just yeah. do not think it's, I'm going to be able to touch it before like game of the year. So it's like, it's high yeah, on my like to playlist once I clear some stuff, but I got some big games ahead of me right now. Fair. I bet that's probably good on the Steam Deck since, you know, it was made for a handheld. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people praise it on Steam Deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, though. Uh, hack and slash combat uh, primarily with like the emphasis on holding down a button to do materia on the fly. And it has it's, the roulette stuff, right? Wasn't that kind of the unique thing? It does the DM, DMV stuff or whatever, which is basically a roulette that gives you like added bonuses and also the way you do uh, summons and the limit breaks and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's basically just a visual representation of RNG uh, in the top corner, but it's kind of fun. Um, I guess like the knock I have against it is that in the combat, doing materia stuff feels kind of bad sometimes because it can take a while to cast a good materia spell or whatever and then the enemy can literally just like take two steps to the side and then you wasted all of that yeah i don't know that's just standard <laughs> problems with that that's all i've been playing though all right let's do some news yes um, hey the game awards happened yeah, do you want to go through the winners and our predictions? Yeah. Okay. Most anticipated, we all said Tears of the Kingdom. We were right. Best adaptation, you 2 said Sonic. I said Arcane. I was right with Arcane. Best debut indie, we all said Vampire Survivors. We were all wrong. Stray won that for some reason. I don't think Vampire Survivors won anything, right? They did not. Nope. Content creator of the year, you 2 said <laughs> Nebelian. I said Ludwig. I was correct. Uh, best multiplayer, you two said Call of Duty. I said Overwatch. We were all wrong because it was Splatoon 3 was the best multiplayer of the year. Wow. Weird. Uh, crazy. Best sports slash racing. Sean was right with Gran Turismo. Uh, we said FIFA 23. We were wrong. Still surprised by that one with Gran Turismo. Totally. Yeah, I don't get that at all, but there you go. <laughs> uh, best sim slash strategy. Sean said Victoria 3. Uh, we said Mario and Rabbids. We were correct. Best family, we all said Splatoon. We were wrong. It was Kirby. Also best fighting we, by that. Yep. Kirby's good. Uh, best fighting, we all said multiverses, and we were correct. Best role playing, all said Elden Ring. We were correct. Best action adventure, we all said God of War Ragnarok. We were correct. Best action game, Sean said Neon White. I said Sifu. John was <laughs> correct with Bayonetta 3. And in retrospect, that makes sense because the other two were never going to win. Uh, my, best my heart VR. neon white one <laughs> best <laughs> vr slash ar we all said among us vr but it was moss book too so good for them that was cool yeah uh innovation and accessibility we said ragnarok ragnarok one best community support uh sean said Fortnite, but he was incorrect it was final fantasy 14 which we both said oh man there was a girl sitting behind me a little to the side so not directly behind me because that was victor lucas of electric playground fame um, <laughs> yeah okay jesus she she worked for some esports website i didn't hear it fully anytime anytime anything final fantasy was even hinted uh -huh. at being mentioned if the idea that someone might say final fantasy yeah she would shriek cool <laughs> oh my god it was awful holy smokes it was awful uh best mobile game 
John was correct with Marvel Snap. Uh, we said the other ones, Genshin and Tower of Fantasy. We were wrong. Best Indie. We were all wrong. It, uh, Sean and I said Tunic. John said Cult of the Lamb. Stray won that one as well. I got to say, man, reason. Tunic got nothing, which is a bummer. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Feels bad. Best Ongoing. Final Fantasy fourteen won it again. Uh, so John was right there. We both said Fortnite. Games of Impact. Uh, John was right with Dusk Falls. Citizen Sleeper was probably never going to win it, but it won in my heart, I guess. My heart, yep. Uh, best Performance. We all said Christopher Judge. We were correct. Best Audio Design. We all said Elden Ring. We were wrong because apparently God of War Ragnarok has great audio design, which I disagree with, but whatever. Best Scores and Music. God of War won a as well. Which is bullshit because we all said Metal Hell Singer and we were correct. <laughs> um, best art direction. You two said Elden Ring. I said God of War and Elden, Elden Ring won. Best narrative. We all said God of War. It won. Uh, best game direction. We all said Elden Ring. It won. Game of the year. We all said Elden Ring and it won. Uh, Sean had 11 total right. I had 13 total right. And John had 16 total right. Damn, I did way better than I thought. Nice. No. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about some of the announcements. Uh, we don't have to go through every single one, but maybe we'll just, uh, if something kind of jumps out at you that you're, you know, you're interested in, chime up. I want to start with this first one. Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Yeah, yeah man. so I, I missed this, so I have no idea what this is. Was this just more Dead Cells but with Castlevania characters, or what is this? It's it's hard to say because they didn't show any gameplay. It was all just like an animated uh, trailer, but uh, Alucard and like um, Victor. Uh, Victor was there. Uh, Dracula's all obviously there, and it makes it sound like they're going to the castle to fight Dracula, and it, they're just making a Castlevania level. Which this is great. Like Dead Cells pretty much came from Castlevania, uh, like original mm -hmm. Castlevania. And, and the idea of going back like this just seems perfect and so cool. Uh, so from what I can see, yeah, Castle, it has uh, like this, an image here of the skeleton throwing the bone. So like Castlevania enemies looks like some like settings or whatever. Seems like a boss fight with death here in a picture. This looks sweet. My assumption I mean, is it's going to be obviously a run run based. It'll be a roguelite because that's what Dead Cells is. Yeah. They will have multiple uh, stages that are all castle themed, um, but it'll be multiple levels with different bosses at the end with Dracula being the final boss. That's my guess. Yeah. And maybe the castle changes like the levels change because it was the other one was procedurally generated. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'll talk about the next one too. That Hellboy game looks pretty sweet. I'm interested in, I like that art style translates good art to style. that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the big one there. Um, I'm going to skip this next one and to go to Hades two. Yeah, this is huge. <laughs> this, yeah, this, this is pretty great. See, hearing like the next game from super giant, like, all right, here's immediately my money. And then Hades two absolutely like what a slam dunk i'm sure we're all extremely excited 
I had yep. to laugh though. Uh, two or three days before the Game Awards on stream, someone asked like, "Hey, do you think they're ever going to make a Hades 2? And I, I specifically said out loud, "No, they don't do sequels." And I kind of like that they don't. Yeah, so I like that they keep I mean, making new stuff. And then, I'm then they you. made Hades 2. So I was just like, "Ah, oh, goddamn it!" This yeah. is I like Hades. I, so I have no idea. This is just kind of my impression from the studio. They, they, you're right. They don't make sequels. So I feel like for them to make a sequel. I bet they have a pretty good reason to do that. That is not they, just they put it out on up. FAQ. They wrote a they wrote an FAQ on this. Let me, let oh, me did they? It. Okay. Oh, did they? Yeah, I'd be interested. Um, that they've also went out and said like at the moment we have nothing to announce along besides uh, with no clip in terms of another documentary series. Um, but here's hoping because that was I loved watching that series. Yeah, they, yeah, they made a they cool. made a whole FAQ on on this on the game. And one of the questions was, you've never made a sequel before. Why now? And they say the original Hades is our most beloved game and one that we loved building together as a team, especially since it drew so much inspiration from classical Greek mythology. We always imagined the possibility of new stories in its world, but that in and of itself wasn't enough for us. With each of our projects over the years, we aim to take on a new challenge that stretched our team's creativity and taught us more about how to make games well together. One such challenge we've long considered was to try and make a sequel that could somehow recapture the sense of wonder and delight of its predecessor. Some of our all-time favorite games achieved this. The question is, can we... Hades 2, with its new perspective on a shadowy and alluring aspect of Greek, Greek myth, is our opportunity to find out. We get to keep building on foundational ideas that have captivated us since Supergiant's early days while expanding the world of Hades in a variety of ways that we find very exciting and hope you will too. And there's a Honestly, bunch of other stuff here like they started working on it in 2021. Uh, they explain who the protagonist is. They explain that's going to be another early access game, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. they said that. <clears throat> I would take a sequel to any of Supergiant's games. Yeah, for sure. Like they are one of the most consistent developers out there as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, Hades two, absolutely. Like I'll play more of that. You talked about, I mean, whatever, no clip thing, right? Cause they also just uh, talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, whatever that Hades did well for them. I'm sure they were like, Oh, that made us a bunch of money. We should make more money. And why not? Hades is great. Give me more of that. Yeah. Um, I'll shout out Judas. That's the next yeah. game coming from Ken Levine. This this just looks like a Bioshock clone. It's Bioshock. That's, that's okay. I like Bioshock. Um, yep. And I'm honestly, I'm just very curious, like, what has Ken Levine been up to? They keep talking about, like, we're focused on, like, changing how narrative's done. Narrative, narrative. We got new ways of doing narrative in games. So I'm just kind of curious what that means and what he's come up with. Um and it, it was a cool looking trailer. Um, what do you two, I guess, specifically, John, think about Bayonetta Origins, the like isometric <laughs> top down thing? I'm curious kind about it. It looks cute. Kind of weird, like right? Yeah. Fun game. But like at the same time, it's just like this is a weird left field announcement. I is, thought so, too. Yeah. Is this just me being cynical or do you think they came up with a game and then slapped Bayonetta on it to sell? That's more what copies? I'm worried about, actually. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> We'll I could see, see that. I could see more so something like that. I mean, I hope it's good, but it is like it's almost weird to call it Bayonetta because it's like, I don't know, a point and click adventure game almost. It looks like more of a Hades style, like top down action game, but like you're controlling a puppet, essentially. I did not get the same kind of speed, but maybe I'm not not the speed of Hades. I just meant more like that kind of like action top down action game. Definitely like the isometric view and whatnot. Uh Almost like a puzzle platformer. There definitely is some combat. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Weird. 
I think I think yeah, I was super. hearing on another podcast that there was an interview recently with someone at <clears throat> um, Platinum, and they said we've envisioned Bayonetta as nine games, which sounds oh like wow. so much, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Let's see. Uh, my next uh, one we saw some out. Earthblade. That's what I was about to shout out. Earthblade yeah. uh, from the developers behind Celeste. This looks like a Metroidvania game. Um, also coming 2024, which that might have been the first time I've heard that one. Yeah, uh, this is the one that remember when they announced that they're like, we're going to show you an image or whatever. That's did, did so, like a vibe check. Yeah, the vibe check. That's right. Uh, it's cool to see actual gameplay too like it's not just some weird trailer or something it looks fun i'm interested in it celeste was so good like i'm i'm on board out let me show me what you got next let's go like you have earned yeah. that from me for sure yeah for sure yeah yeah uh death stranding 2 <laughs> yeah I mean, that, this was known for a while but yeah well i, I mean it was kind of like weirdly rumored well norman Reedus um, straight up said it existed he said yeah. the next one, which was made a lot of questions about what are you talking about, Norman Reedus, and how much do you actually know about things? And um, uh, Hideo posted a silhouette of Elle Fanning that like everybody immediately <laughs> online was like, oh, it's this picture right here. Like, no, we're yeah. the Internet. We know it's this one right here. <laughs> he also said something like when the pandemic he started writing this in like 2020 and the pandemic hit so he rewrote the whole thing he made a joke like i didn't want to predict the future again uh which i thought was pretty yeah. good um yeah yeah i don't sure uh along with i'll just some tangential news today they announced a death stranding movie is sure, coming why not okay uh which yeah i guess okay that's the thing that Hideo wants to make more than games anyway, so why not? Yeah. Let's see, what was next? My next one is the Horizon uh, DLC. Oh, my next one is Baldur's Gate because okay. I've been waiting for that game forever, but like they didn't really... That game is still coming, is the news, and they gave the date of uh, next year in August. Yeah, August. August. Yeah. Uh, so DLC, they have the expansion coming for Forbidden West, which makes sense. They did a big expansion in uh, uh, the first one, Zero Dawn. Um, I still need to finish Forbidden West. I have a lot of Sony games I need to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diablo 4 got a date of June 6th as well, which I've been waiting for, the date. So that's good. Some of these I don't even like remember seeing them. Yeah. Whatever Blue Protocol is has completely left my head. I don't even Blue remember why that was the is, action RPG MMO that Bandai Namco is doing with uh, Amazon. It's Amazon's Genshin, by the okay. looks of it. All right. Remnant from uh, Ashes Rem is getting a sequel? Yeah, that game is so eh. But, I mean, if they take some of the cool stuff that the first one did and, like, refix some of it, like, Remnant 2 could be good. So Apparently this one not? features three-person co-op. Let's go. Hell okay. yeah. That's cool. That's a good change. Yeah. Hey, Remnant from Ashes. I like that game a lot. It has one of the worst final bosses I've ever seen in a video. That game. final boss is the worst thing in video games. Yeah. Absolute cancer. Uh, we have to talk about Transformers Reactivate because that trailer was wild. Um, 
they do such a good tease of like i have no idea what i'm watching this is just some yeah. people trying to like get a robot working and then out and they show no transformers at all in this and then just the the logo comes up and then it, it was funny because everyone in the crowd was just like yeah i don't know whatever okay game trailer what and then it was like what i'm not gonna lie to you i thought titanfall something <laughs> and like my heart broke when i was like oh never mind it's a cash grab okay i we'll see there's something about this like it's yes you you say there's a transformers video game i'm like snooze i don't care like i've seen this before but the idea yes. that like they the tone of this trailer definitely has me a bit more intrigued because that was that was a cool reveal also I was it's like say a lot of the transformers games especially since like ps2 air onwards have been good they're okay yeah, yeah it's good just, to great so like it's just i don't care about them is the thing I mean, I don't, I don't care about Transformers, but like, if it's a good yeah. game, I'm interested because I'm like, oh sure. yeah, fuck yeah, robots. Sure. Also, this sure. is splash damage. Uh, you know, that's a that's a that's a good developer behind there. So, yep. Like, okay, like maybe maybe I'll play a Transformers game. Sure. Um. So, oh. Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. I kind of okay. don't care about this trailer, but this is the thing that like. We were talking. Don't nod's oh, apparently going to show a new thing. Right. This is don't nod. Okay. I'm glad you brought it up because I was about to skip this. <laughs> someone it's don't in, nods. Someone in the in the crowd was definitely like, "This does not look like a don't nod game." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From the little bit they showed, it kind of looks like The Witcher. Which okay. Sure, that gameplay style. The little blurb here rightfully is saying follow up to 2018's Vampire, which I guess kind of makes sense because that was like oh. another don't nod game that wasn't Life is Strange. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, this game, like they didn't show what any of this is. I have no idea what the gameplay of this is, but like cool tone, cool idea, I guess. They showed like five seconds at the end, but yeah, it's nothing of like a skeleton attacking and then yeah them attacking i'm seeing it. that right now yeah so some kind of character action game end of 2023 it says yeah okay we'll see yep crime boss this was such a weird reveal oh so, yeah this one with so, michael madsen michael madsen chuck norris oh, uh danny yeah. trejo michael rooker vanilla ice vanilla ice danny yeah. glover it, the tra the trailer's a pretty good one of just like yeah this person's there this person's there like it's almost like, an like there's like no real gameplay in it like they explain nothing yeah yeah it just was a bunch weird. of they shooting had, they had Michael Madsen come out on stage with I think two of the actors from Payday 2 because one of them was Chains so I just couldn't tell who the other one was I did not know who those people were I can tell you though that Danny Glover plays a character named Gloves yep yep true and Chuck That's Norris does a roundhouse kick so exactly what you expect it definitely kind of seems, yeah, Vanilla Ice definitely got a chuckle from the crowd, I can tell you that. Um, oh, right. Vanilla Ice's name is uh, Helio. It's ice in Spanish, which is hilarious. Oh, okay. All right, good to know. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, actors and games, right after this, Cyberpunk, Idris Elba, that was a cool yeah. reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. That definitely made me think, like, you know, I keep hearing so many good things about Cyberpunk. Maybe I should jump back in when this comes out. Maybe it's fixed. Maybe I'll like it more. Do you have the like 
PS5 version or whatever. I have the Xbox just, version, in. and I I oh, did okay, beat yeah. that game. I didn't do much of the side quest. I just kind of mainlined oh. it. But yeah, I, oh, okay, I played through you. the main story of that game. Gotcha. All right, Armored Core Six. Yeah, this yeah, is fucking awesome. I can tell you, go. this got the biggest uh, cheer at the from the crowd. This is awesome. Yeah, this is exciting. Meanwhile, most of my friends were like, what's Armored Core? <laughs> That's I understand fair. They're not making it a Souls like, though. Uh, they're definitely making it right. an Armored Core sequel. Um, yeah, it is funny that they know what they're doing. Uh, they used a lot of Souls verbiage, like about like fires and stuff like that. Fires of Rubicon. It's is called a very Fires cool of Rubicon title for sure. Uh, I don't know. I I'm think glad that it's a sequel as well. Like I was really sure that they would just do an armored core, like reboot or something. So it's kind of cool that they're just keeping going, <laughs> I guess. I think I've tried one of the armored cord games and hated it, but I don't fully remember. There was definitely That's some fair. I think it's when you worked at the store, you got armored core four. Cause that would have been the one you would have had the best chance to play on 360. I think it was that or Maybe. four answer. I don't remember which one was on 360. I, yeah, maybe I I don't know because I I don't own it, so the story. Yeah, makes it, it me was Armored Core Four. I recognize this box cover. Okay, just uh, that to me, it's like how would I have gotten that copy unless I like bore it off of somebody? So I'm wondering. I'm pretty if sure you something. borrowed it from the store. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so because we're not. We weren't allowed to do that. I never. I never. That did didn't that. stop most of us. Let's be real. Well, I didn't. Well, thanks for telling me. You're telling me that <laughs> now because <laughs> I haven't worked there in over a decade. <sighs> Um, oh my god the lot armored core 5 was 10 years ago yeah <laughs> over it's 10. been over a decade since the last armored core game how has it been that long okay it's because souls were making them shit tons of money true yeah i mean yeah. And after elden ring they can do whatever they want which is yes. nice because that's what from software used to do i looked at their list of games they used to make before the souls games and i'm like holy shit i didn't know half of these were them yeah true yeah a lot of good stuff isn't a Ninja Blade them? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dumb. The Atogi game. games, the Adventures of Cookie and Cream, the Kingsfield oh. games. Yeah, that's right. The Kingsfield. I knew the Kingsfield ones. Um, we got another trailer for Final Fantasy 16. I think this game just looks so cool. Yeah, I'm stoked for it for sure. Uh. I you know I it's pretty hard for me to be like I'm gonna play a big RPG because I already have so many other ones I want to get back to but Final Fantasy 16 just looks so cool. <laughs> yep. Um, and that girl would not stop shrieking during this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. The real MVP. All right, it was exciting. Did you guys enjoy watching it? Yeah, I had fun. John. Oh, the Game Awards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not win a Steam Deck, although one of my friends did today. <laughs> nice. They, today they did like, a, they were like, Let's, we just gave away another 171 because we like doing the first one. And one of my friends actually got on the on the roll today. Nice. I saw like the screenshot of like Milf Hunter won a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. There were some I really funny that. names that won Steam Decks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do a little bit more news here. Xbox has finally said uh, in 2023 they're doing $70 games. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, and they let Sony take all the bad publicity for it, and they can just come in and be like, yeah, we'll do it too, and now we're... And then our response is basically, 
Yeah, makes sense. Yep. Expected. <clears throat> Uh, yep. A couple things happened with Xbox uh, last week. One, the FTC is now suing them over the Activision merger. So we'll see if that causes any ripples large enough to throw it off case. And then at the same time, and this is just a weird one, M- Microsoft came out and said that they have entered an agreement to put Call of Duty on Nintendo platforms and Steam for the next 10 years. To which I feel like the general consensus is okay. Wh- why? <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? I mean, this also could just be them showing they're they're not going to just lock it up and create a monopoly. Right. I'm sure that's exactly what they're doing. But who is sitting there being like, "You guys aren't putting it on Switch either. We haven't had a Call of Duty since there, Ghost there are on the Wii." People who still play Modern Warfare Two on the Wii. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is anyone wanting to play it on the Switch? People sure that only someone. own one. Only yeah, like or, or for single this player. watered down, ugly looking version. That's what they got every year on the Nintendo platforms, which is these like extremely inferior versions of Call of Duty. And then it was funny. Gabe Newell wrote like a response about the Steam one that was basically like in in nicer and more professional words. Like, hey, that's OK. I mean, y- you I, we don't care if you do it, but you're welcome to. We never said you couldn't. Yep. Uh, so that was just kind of funny to see. <clears throat> On a more depressing note is uh, f- the Fuser servers are getting shut down. Uh, in fact, a lot of uh, harmonics stuff is getting shut down. Uh, not Rock Band 4. I saw that those are still going to have online play, but Rock Band 1 to 3, none of that's online is going to work anymore. Fuser is getting delisted as of December 19th. I think a bunch now. I think no. a bunch of the DLC is getting just set to free. I don't know if that includes the music because there's like licensing agreements there, but I know that they're setting a bunch of their DLC for free. So if you have Fuser on anything, go download whatever you can now because it's getting del- delisted shortly. I really wish they could catch a freaking break. Yeah. I mean, they got bought by uh Epic, so Theoretically, they're safe from closing down now. Yeah, but it feels like every time they make something, it either like hits big and then just suddenly just dies or like it just doesn't strike the way it did with Rock Band. Yeah. Well, yeah, Rock Band was was quite the thing. I mean, like, uh, I, I love Dropmix. Cool. Dropmix is great, but it's such oh. a heavy buy in. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's why they made Fuser because <laughs> Fuser is Dropmix and Fuser was cool. I liked Fuser. Yeah. What do you guys think about a Toe Jam and Earl movie in the works from Amazon and Steph Curry? What? Wait, what? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is just weird. It's Steph Curry. Steph I guess, Curry is the weird a, part. He just has like a media co- production house, I guess. So it's not like he's going to star in it. I mean, he could, but that's not part of this reporting. He's just going to be kind of uh, producing it uh, through his studio. But uh Anyways, a Toe Jam and Earl movie. Could have a cool soundtrack. Hopefully. Good. Yeah. I don't know. Does this happen? Yes or no? Toe Jam and Earl? Apparently the Tetris movie got like some actual thing revealed in the past week. So at this point, yes. I'm going to say a Toe Jam and Earl movie never happens. That's probably safe, honestly. (laughs) 
Let me. Here's we'll this. See. What happens first? Toe Jam and Earl movie, Death Stranding movie. Oh, Death Stranding over Toe Jam and Earl. I mean, we're still no, waiting say, for a Metal Gear Solid say, movie. I'd say Toe Jam and Earl happens first. You okay. think? Maybe. Yeah. Because it's probably just going to be some CG movie. Just some, like, weird-ass cartoon. Is it a CG movie, or is it, like, Sonic-style, where they're in, like, Earth now with live-action people? I think it's going to be, like, the Sonic cartoon that just came out, Sonic Prime. It's going to be just a CG series, something like that. Mm. Oh, I read sure. yeah, yeah. a headline that that Sonic Prime show aired early in roblox yes because roblox has a sonic simulation game or whatever it's called sonic speed simulator and that's like one of the most popular roblox games huh all right so they they had they built a theater and you could watch the first episode in it or something like that what do they think of next and I think there was also a protest inside Roblox because, like, the developers weren't getting paid fairly. So, like, there was a whole, like, Sonic protest related to Roblox. It was really <laughs> a Sonic weird. Sonic protest every week on the internet. And Great. I'm... I'm about I'm, to throw one after this podcast. Yeah, and I'm running each one of them. <laughs> I knew it. I always knew it. In my heart of hearts. Speaking of just, like, this made me think of Fortnite. So I played the most recent, like chapter reset of Fortnite, which was like two weekends ago um my friend was really into Fortnite, so they're like hey do you want to be a part of the big thing and i was like okay i'll finally like play one of these i thought it sucked and apparently everyone thought this was like the worst one (laughs) so oh that's a bummer so the one that i end up playing sucks (laughs) that sucks because i can attest that some of those events are fucking awesome (laughs) And I hear the cool things. So I was like, sure, I'll finally give it a chance. And it was this dumb collectathon that lasted oh, forever. Yeah. Bummer. And they're like, oh, you, you, you finished collecting 30 orbs? Have you tried collecting 40 orbs? Yeah. And it just kept going. I think I ended up getting like 65 orbs. And then it was just like, that's the end. <laughs> oh, man, it was so dumb. All right, let's do some questions. Top down perspective at gmail.com is the email address at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. Matthew writes, you're going about your normal day when an alert appears saying teams have been scrambled. What are you going to check? Mm, I guess the news. (laughs) You're going to go yeah. to the TV and turn the news on? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to load up the internet and just whatever the top Google result is. Yeah, I'm, like probably Twitter or Twitter, something. Twitter. I'm probably searching. I'm catching yeah. up on Twitter. Yeah. That's probably what I'm doing. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's unsettling <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> I guess it also kind of d- d- depends where this message appeared on. Sure. Like, like I'm kind phone, of thinking like an like, amber alert on your that's phone. That's what I'm saying. Is it I'm assuming it's yeah. amber alert style on your phone and then yeah, I'm immediately opening Twitter and scrolling and then maybe doing a Google search for teams have been scrambled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh dead rights. Sean, out of all the Kit Kats you tried, what is your favorite? Peach. Cool. That was an easy one. That's yeah. I had it somewhat recently, so that was a good one. Hebrew Lantern writes, what do you consider a retro console? 
Uh, anything Wii and backwards in my mind now is a retro yep. console. I'm with you. So it's like 360s retro, right? Yeah, 360 back. So does that mean does that mean two generations back? I I am still of the. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll accept that. I'm still of the two generations prior is retro and back. Sounds about right. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with it. Because that's what 360 or when did the current gen or like when did the previous gen start? That was like 2012, right? 2013? 2013. 2013. 2013. So, so we're talking wow. a decade at this point for Xbox yeah. One and PS4. And and then the switch was a little later. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's right. It. it yeah. What about the 3DS? 3D handheld's always weird because they're like a weird half step on those. Yeah. So like, I consider yes. DS retro. 3DS, I I kind of don't. Like, like, didn't they sell like th 3DS games like even last year? Like, when did Persona Q2 come out? That was like the last one I can remember that was big on 3DS. Couldn't tell you when the last 3DS. That also, came. the but pandemic I mean, also might have screwed up that sense of time. So, I don't know when, because I have a launch 3DS, when I think of the 3DS, I think it's retro because it's so clunky. But it, they definitely mm. made nicer ones, but I just don't have any like nostalgia mm. for those ones because I didn't have it in my hands. Yeah. It's also weird saying like the DS is retro, but the 3DS aren't because the form factors are so similar. They kind of blend mm. together for me. No, that's fair. What about you, Paul? Handhelds. What's the, what's a retro one? What's the newest retro? The new. Yeah, is the Vita 3DS retro? 3DS and Vita are probably where I go for retro? Retro and everything behind, yeah. I think I would say the 3DS is retro. I think I would say it. I think so, Even yeah. Even though it's probably not that old. The Wii is just such a, like, staple. Yeah. Weird. It was gross, though. Yeah, I guess 3DS was, like, <laughs> yeah, 2012, 2013, so. Yeah, the 3DS launched, like, when I just went to college, so that would have been 2010-ish. It should have come out. Or 2011. That's when it launched. VGC Kenny, how would you turn Rock Band into a movie? Oh, that's the question. Uh, what's that movie Jack Black's in? School of Rock. Yeah, School of Rock. Yeah, I could see that. School of Rock. I, I feel like it wouldn't like. It would just be someone wanting to make a band and then getting big. Like, it's just the story yeah. mode from Rock yeah. Band. There's no way you're going to incorporate a track, <laughs> like, coming towards just, the character. Like, it's just... It's just almost famous, again, basically, or something. Sorry, but like, that was the of, movie I was thinking was almost famous. I don't know why I thought Jack Black was in that, because I got confused with Orange County or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. almost famous is what oh, I was okay. thinking of. And School of Rock also okay. works, obviously. I, yeah, I don't think there's any like cool answer about this, really. Like the story modes are just like completely exactly what you think. They're going to play in a garage and then you're going to play at a bigger venue and then a bigger venue and then you're at the top of the world. Uh, Phantom Aegis writes, Ahoy TDP crew. 
What are your favorite Latin American cuisines? Latin American, like just a quesadilla, probably. Hey, okay. Mm, tacos. Hard. Tacos and burritos. Sure. Yeah, burrito is probably my go-to. What's the what's the taco where it's like fried again? Quesadilla? Is that what it's called? Oh shoot. I think. Those are also extremely tasty. I'm just going burrito. Burrito's super good. I'm gonna say burrito is Tex Mex. Tex Mex? Sure. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, well. Like, okay, I guess if we're going like I like a good mole sauce quite a bit. Pupusas are delicious, or they can be. I'm trying to remember what the uh, cactus and the red sauce is called Not right now. I, cactus. Yeah, it's hit or miss. Um, tamales are always good. You well, usually always good. <laughs> uh, like when I when you say Latin American, I just think of stuff you would get like Tex-Mex. I think of Taco Bell, so that's kind of where my mind went. Does ceviche count? Like that's that's I had that in Peru. I know it's Peruvian. Is that Latin American? Peruvian? Sure. Is, is Peru Latin American? I'm not. I don't know. No, they're all the same. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that. People are saying yes, it is. To be, I bring. I, I know I brought it up. I'm not a huge ceviche fan, actually. It's, <laughs> I will eat it, but I'm just not a huge fan of it. Amazing. <laughs> All right, this one's a big one. From Chris Masuku. Oh, oh. How well do you know your game series? I'd like for you three to play a little quiz. I call it Mega Man or Metal Gear. What series does this name originate from? Bonus points if you get at least one game they're in, too. I think I know most of these, so maybe I'm the one who should read these out. And see okay, what Paul sure. and Sean do. Sure, sure. Okay. I think I'll I do have. okay. I also can't open this because this is on uh, the Discord. <laughs> And gotcha. I'm doing video right now. All right. Uh, number one, Psycho Mantis, Mega Man or Metal Gear? Metal Gear. Uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 1 or Twin Snakes. Either one. I'm just going to say the series. There's no way I'll get the okay. Mega Man yeah. game ones. Yeah. So, Sean, what are you saying? Me- Metal Gear. Yep. Yep. You're both yep. correct. Launch Octopus. Mega Man X. Okay. How, I feel like. Yeah, I think Sean should respond first. I should go first. I was going (laughs) to say Mega Man, though, because that sounds, like, ridiculous. Yeah, that's Mega Man X. (laughs) Because it sounds ridiculous. Snake Man. Okay, now, is Snake, is this just a fun name for Snake? No. (laughs) This is... I'm going to say Mega Man. Yeah, Mega Man 3. Yeah, it's Mega Man 3. Yeah. Decoy Octopus. I actually have no idea. Metal Gear? Yes, it is Metal Gear. Yep. Metal Gear 2? Solid 2, rather? Uh, no, this is Metal Gear so. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Is it Solid? Yeah, okay, he's the one that... Because I only... The, I have, like, very limited Metal Gear, so it's like, I can tell you it's not in 2, I can tell you it's not in 3. <laughs> no, he, he's the one that acts as the DARPA chief when in the cell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's him. Screaming Mantis. Okay, this has to be Metal Gear. There's no way this is in Mega Man, right? Screaming Mantis, I think is 
I think is Metal Gear. Yes, Metal Gear Solid 4, the girl who actually takes over Psycho Mantis's powers. Yeah, this okay. is where Vibration is back eventually comes from. Uh, all right. This one's going to take a second to say Death Tans Mantisk. D E A T H T A N Z M A N T I S K. I've Metal Gear. This This is not Metal Gear. This is Mega Man, but I don't remember which one. It sounds so familiar. Death okay. Tans Mantisk is Mega Man Zero Three. Sean, did oh, you say that you went? Yeah, did you I go did, for Metal I said Gear Metal now? Gear. I said yeah, Metal all Gear. Right, so point for That's a that good one. one to put there, especially where they put it, because yeah. it because Mantis is right in the name. <laughs> yeah. God, I just played those games like a year ago too. Fuck. Number seven, General. Yeah, that's this feels like it's cheating, General. This yep, isn't cheating. Just, this is just this Mega Man. Not okay, Mega Man. Mega Man or Metal Gear, yeah. It's just Mega General. Man. This is X4. This is X4, yeah. It doesn't help that yep. I also just said Mega Man by accident. <laughs> oh, uh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Habitually just said it. Uh number eight, Serpent. Mega Man. The problem is is I don't remember this in either. So which now I got a meta well, game. What does it sound level. like? Welcome to my level. Now I got a meta game. What does it sound like? It's more in. I'm gonna say Mega Man because I'm pretty familiar with Metal Gear stuff. Sean, which one did you say? I said Mega Man. Uh, it is Mega Man Serpent is from Mega Man ZX. He's the main antagonist. Oh, I've never. I don't think I played it. Okay. Uh, number nine, Running Man. This seems like a games. trap. Metal Gear. Yes, this is Metal Gear. Yes, this is Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake. He's just a man who okay. runs a lot. This is in Metal Gear Solid 2? <laughs> this is Metal no. Gear 2. Gear Metal 2. Gear 2, okay, right. Yeah. Dark Mantis. Metal Gear. Uh, no, this is definitely one of the Mega Mans. It's one of the X's. Paul is correct. Mega Man Six? X8. Eight. It is okay. not fair that they both have Mantis. <laughs> uh, they like Mantis a lot. <laughs> okay, All right, this here's, next here's one a is a trick question. This is Monster Hunter. Rathalos. Right. So it ha yeah, if it's Monster Hunter, it's a Capcom property. I'm going to assume it's a Mega Man game that I haven't played. Which one are you, you both going with? I guess, I guess by that, I'm going to say Mega Man. <laughs> You're both saying Mega I'm Man. Medicating. You're both wrong. Okay. Metal Gear Peace Walker. Oh, I never played it. I didn't yep. have a PSP. Peace Walker had a, a bonus mission where you fought a Rathalos. It was a sponsored segment for that. So it was a crossover there. Monster Hunter was huge on the PSP. Oh. Yeah. So that is actually, that was a trick question. That's actually Metal Gear. Wow. Number 12, wow. Pyro Bison. Oh, man. I've, Metal Gear. I think he's Street right. Fighter. I think it is a Metal Gear. <laughs> yep. Metal Gear Ghost Babble, the Game Boy version of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, my God. Game what a Gear. fucking pull. <laughs> okay. D-Rex. Metal Gear. D-Rex? Oh, no. This is one of the mini bosses in Mega Man X. 
at the Wiley Castle sections, isn't it? Which one did you go with, Sean? Metal Gear, I said. Paul is correct. It is the oh. uh, end of stage boss of Sigma 3 in Mega Man X1. Isn't if this like one the dog game the I know, it's X. This is the dog in ho- or horse's name in 5. In nope, it, it is this thing. Hang on. Uh, I don't want to no, you're this. thinking of D-Horse or D-Dog or whatever? Oh, that's that's oh, what D-Rex is there. Yeah, that's D-Rex it's, right it's there. It's the weird two-piece yeah, boss see, you fight is, in Mega Man This is the dog from Phantom Pain. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, that's totally <laughs> yeah, him right there. There he is, yep. Number oh, two. man, what a good pull. Number 14, Scarface. This could what? be anything. Oh my gosh. Ah, Scarface. Metal Gear. I'm going to guess Metal Gear as well, I guess. I don't recognize it. <laughs> You're oh, both wrong. It's Mega Man. Okay. Scarface is a secondary antagonist in Mega Man X Command Mission, the RPG. I never played Command Mission. Okay. <laughs> Fair. And the last one, Hot Cold Man. Okay, this is definitely Metal Gear, but I don't know which one because it's not popping up in my head. This is a meme, though. I I had no idea which one I was about to say, but Paul blurted that out, yeah. so I'll say Metal Gear. This yep. is definitely Metal Gear something. Peace Walker. Okay, okay sure. Yeah, I've seen this meme one. before. I played those ones. All right, so uh, Paul only got one wrong, and Sean missed four. Honestly, I did better than I expected since I was guessing on pretty much all of them. No, yeah. you did really good, actually. Some of these, these were, were really sneaky. These some of these are really crap. hard. Yeah, some yeah these some of these were just downright rude and offensive in their complexity. Ser- Serpent was sneaky and yeah, and Death Tans Mantis was also really believable. D-Rex yeah. is actually so if I did if I didn't know X so well, D-Rex would have thrown me because of the like D-Horse and D-Dog or whatever from Middle Gear Solid 5. Got me. Yeah. Yeah. Last question from Rasterman, what's a game where adding a component of luck would improve it and one where it would come as a hindrance? None of them and all of them. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I don't love luck. I, I feel like I no have a game could be better channel with luck. showing how much I hate luck. So <laughs> let's call it the runaway guys. Okay, fair enough. Isn't like Wait, you like you like Mario Party. What are you talking about? That's but here's the thing. That's what I hate about Mario Party is the luck aspect. It's all luck. No, it's not. It's not all luck. It is all luck. It is not all luck. <laughs> it is a decent portion of some of them. But for the most part, <laughs> skill can outbeat can beat out luck. With some exceptions in some versions of the game. All right, a game where it would come with a hindrance. Uh, rock band. <laughs> wow, yes, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> you, and, and they made that. It, it was Rock Revolution where they put poison notes in there that you have to not hit. Oh, man. What a good pull. Holy shit.
Nothing else from you guys? <clears throat> no, no, like literally rock revolution. So <laughs> and literally every game I think would be made worse for me if it had luck added to it. All right, that's going to do it this week. Again, if you'd like to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? You have to do Night two. Witch. It's been two weeks. Oh, Night Witch and Midnight Suns then. Uh, Probably Ragnarok last week and Crisis Core this week. And mine is going to be Melatonin and then God of War Ragnarok. Okay. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Remember to submit your votes on the community poll. Time yep. is running out. Bye, everybody. Bye.